It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So you want to hunt rabbits? Well, you have come to the right podcast. Hey, welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today we're continuing the small game series that we're doing, and we're talking about rabbit hunting. And so if you want to go out hunting rabbits, the first thing that you need to look for is rabbits. You have to find these little critters. Now, hunting rabbits is a long, long pastime in America, and I'm sure many other places. These little critters are all over the world. I'm sure lots of people in lots of countries have, do, and will hunt them. And they can be a lot of fun to hunt. But you've got to find them. You've got to locate rabbits. Now, where I live, rabbits live everywhere. All right. Cottontail rabbits are everywhere. They're in your yard. They're in the woods. They're pretty much anywhere where animals can be. They are basically an invasive species. You can find them in fields and parks and forests just about everywhere. Now, that's not the case in all places around the country and around the world, and I recognize that. So if you want to find rabbits, you've got to determine where is the rabbit habitat in your area, right? There's different kinds of rabbits. There's different breeds and species and everything else. You've got rabbits in some places. You might have hares, you might have other cousins of the rabbit that you're hunting. But pretty much across the board, the places that you're going to find them is where cover meets open areas. All right. When you, they, well, if you want to be able to see them, you have got to have grass or clearings or forest or something that, that the ground cover is low enough to be able to see them. And when you find places where you can see the ground or pretty much the ground, but you have brush and cover and whatever else around, those are going to be the kind of places where one, rabbits live, and two, you're able to hunt the rabbits. All right, just because they live in a four foot tall field doesn't mean you're going to be able to hunt them, right? You, you can't just walk through the field and flush them out like you might do a pheasant. It's just not going to work, right? They can't fly. So you've got to find a place where they not just are, but they are huntable. And this is where a lot of people that want to hunt rabbits kind of scratch their heads and they struggle. So you need to find places where you can see the ground. Because, I mean, a lot of times they're not that big, right? They're not that big. And you have to be able to see them to shoot them. And ideally, you want to be able to see straight to them. Make sure, hey, that's a rabbit, not a squirrel, not a groundhog, or a woodchuck, or a whistle pig, or whatever else you want to call all the critters in the forest. 
You got to be able to see these things. So can you find them in the middle of big woods and big timber? They're out there, but that's going to be a tough one. Uh, the places you're most likely to find them in big woods and big timber are around the edges of clearings because they need food. And if you've got a mature oak forest and there is no sunlight hitting the ground, there's no greenery on the ground, what are they going to eat? All right, they're not just going to sit there and eat sticks. So like anything else, you got to try to figure out, okay, where are they going to live? Where are they going to hide? Where are they going to they they're going to hang out and what are they going to eat now a lot of people think rabbits eat grass they really don't i mean they might eat a blade of grass here and there by accident but they can't really digest grass um, like a cow can they can digest a lot of stuff but grass is not a great source of nutrition. Not to say they can't digest it, they just can't derive enough nutrients from it to make it worth their time to eat. Similar to deer. Deer don't eat grass. And a lot of people say, well, George, I see deer eating the grass all the time. No, no, actually, you don't. They are eating the weeds and the other varieties of plants that grow in the grass. They're eating the so-called crabgrass, and they're eating the broadleafs and the dandelions and other things. I'm talking about deer, and I'm also talking about rabbits. All right, They eat all the other things other than the grass you intentionally planted in your yard. They're usually not eating that, or, or they're not intentionally eating that. And so you want to find greenery on the forest floor. Now they'll eat other things other than grass, of course, especially if times are lean. Sometimes they might nibble on bark uh, of trees or they might, you know, woody shrub tips, things like that. You know, they'll eat in good season, you know, all sorts of things that grow around the forest floor. You know, they, they can eat all sorts of things that you eat. If you ever had pet rabbits, there's a lot of things you can feed them. You can feed them potato skins and cucumbers and celery and, of course, carrots and other rooted vegetables. Some of those things are good for them. Some of them are not good for them. But depending on how hungry they are, they can eat a lot of stuff in order to survive, even if it's not necessarily ideal forage. But they've got to have something to eat. And where you're going to have food is when where sunlight hits the ground. So you're looking for edge. You want to find edge where on, on one side you've got clear area that you can see down to the ground so you can see if there are rabbits there, but then they've got cover and they've got forage. There's things that they can eat and there's places that they can hide. Now, where do they like to hide? Well, rabbits will hide in bushes. Rabbits will dig burrows. Rabbits will hide under stuff. If you want to build some rabbit habitat on your property, one of the best things you can do is take a few pallets, like shipping pallets, and stack them, you know, four or five pallets high in, an, in a spot. And then move on to another spot and stack them four or five pallets high. And what you're doing is you're creating all these little synthetic tunnels that the rabbits can hide in and build nests and build burrows, but the predators can't get them specifically foxes and coyotes and hawks and things of that nature they're going to come looking for rabbits and baby rabbits one pallet's not enough because they can just poke right through the holes and get them 
two pallets again they could they could probably squeeze in there so you want there to be uh you know four or five pallets as a good number so that there's a few layers of tunnels and then there's a few layers of protection uh, above that but anything that gives them a place that they can hide both visually and tactilely so you know if they can hide inside of a tunnel you know nothing can physically get them but hiding in a bush that'll work in a pinch even though something could get them if you can't see them you can't get them and so if you've got bushes out west they very often hunt jackrabbits in sagebrush country and you're walking around you got big puffs of sagebrush and then you got clear dirt next to it and it's easy to see them and shoot them well easy is maybe not the opportune word it's it's challenging which is part of the reason people do it it's fun it's absolutely possible um easy easy is a tough word to use for that but it's a sport there and so it depends on your area if you live in farm country you know at the edge of a field um or is a good place where the field meets the woods might be a good place um, people will go through fields and they will walk fields and they will try to flush rabbits and that's one of the ways you can hunt them I'll get to the ways that you hunt them though momentarily but you could hunt them in a field but only if the field is low enough that you're gonna be able to see them like well rabbit could jump pretty high you could see them when they jump yeah you maybe probably but you're not gonna be able to shoot it in midair and mid jump right that's just not your you have to be some amazing kind of trick shot if you're going to do that but you got to find these critters all right you got to first locate that's the first step of hunting anything find it and not just find where it lives find where it's huntable and so that's the big thing there's lots of places where rabbits are but they're not huntable there so you've got to find the places where they are huntable when do you hunt rabbits well rabbits are uh depending on the area and and the and the type they're relatively diurnal uh, they're active during the day they're active at night they're active in the mornings they're active in the evenings depends on how much hunting pressure there is more pressure they're going to lay low in the middle of the day they're going to just take it easy and then they'll move more early morning or or right before dawn um, but they they sleep in little bits here and there in the day in the nighttime there they can be active any time of day if it's an unpressured area you could see or find or hunt rabbits at pretty much any time especially if you're trying to flush them or if you're hunting them with a dog which might as well just move right into how do you hunt rabbits so there are several ways to do this one way is the long range sniping method you get a 22 or some other low caliber rifle and you set up somewhere 50 100 yards where you think the rabbits are going to be and you just sort of wait for them to hop out into that open area and you try to snipe them works perfectly fine other things you can do you can walk and then try to get within range of them long range and snipe them um, you can also just walk around with a rifle the same as you would a shotgun try to get close to them see them on the ground and then snipe them a lot of people hunt them with a shotgun 
and they hunt them just walking around looking for them trying to get within 40 yards and take a shot um, some people drive them and you'll get two three guys maybe more and they'll push through a thick area and try to flush rabbits out and then see them hop and shoot at them now rabbits don't typically just run for miles all right they may jump and flush and run and you may try to shoot at them while they're running you know if you're a, a, a sporting clay shooter oftentimes you have a position or two on the course where they're going to roll a clay target on the ground to simulate a running rabbit and so you may absolutely shoot at them while they're running or you might just wait until they stop running or pause or try to hide and then shoot them wherever they stop so there's different ways you can go at it another way you might hunt them is with a dog Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Dogs are very popular for rabbit hunting because they can find the rabbits. That's huge. They can sniff them out. They can flush them out. Some of the most serious rabbit hunters, they wouldn't even walk into the woods without a dog. You absolutely don't need a dog, but it can certainly make it easier. The dogs can also retrieve the rabbits. Now, you might think, well, that shouldn't be too hard to retrieve the rabbit. Yeah. You know, if you shoot a rabbit and snipe it in one shot in an open field through a scope and it just falls over dead well of course you don't need a dog for that but oftentimes what will happen is you'll shoot that rabbit in a bunch of cover you know it's running it's jumping you lose sight of it the, the brush is tall or maybe the bigger issue is you hit it but it does not die instantaneously it might expire within 20 seconds but that is just enough time for it to run into some cover with its last push in order to try to, to hide from you and then the dog can find them and, and carry them back to you. So if you're going to be going after rabbits, if you do have a dog, it's going to be a little different hunting strategy probably. 
Um, I personally, I, I, I could see the pros and cons of doing it both ways. I don't feel at all at a disadvantage without a dog, but a dog lets you hunt easier in some ways as well. Um, but a dog brings challenges with it, like noise and spooking rabbits, especially if your dog is not particularly well trained. I've seen some of the dumbest hunters in the world trying to hunt stuff with dogs that didn't make any sense. I've watched hunters try to sneak up on ducks and jump hunting ducks and, and get within 30 yards of a duck on the water and they've got this dog just running around crazy with a bell on its collar and I'm like, you're out of your mind. Like there is no chance on planet earth you were ever going to shoot a duck with that strategy. All right, that, that dog is not helping you. It is 100% ruining that hunt. Now, a well-trained dog, on the other hand, is an asset, not a liability. But, you know, if chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't have a well-trained rabbit hunting dog, or you'd already be past the 101 rabbit hunting level. And so, if you're thinking about a new dog or trying to train your dog to hunt rabbits... That may certainly be a worthwhile endeavor, but don't say, oh man, I can't hunt rabbits unless I have a dog or train my dog, because that's absolutely not the case. In fact, much of the time, you're better off hunting without a dog than with a poorly trained dog, because it can just spook and ruin the hunt. So you gotta, you gotta weigh that out. You don't need to go out and buy a dog, though, to go after rabbits. So you gotta find them, step one. Step two, when are you going to hunt them? Well, probably more so in the morning and the evening, but you can hunt them all day. Depends on where you are and what their habits are there. Step three, what are your strategies? I just laid them out. You could try the, the sit and snipe, the walk and snipe, the walk and shoot, uh, the flush and shoot, or the dog flush and shoot. And, of course, those aren't the only ways you could go after a rabbit, but they're probably the most common or popular. And then, what kind of firearms are you typically using for rabbits? Well, typically people are going to use a 22 long rifle, or they're going to use a, a lightly powered shotgun. Now, I've heard people say, and even write articles, how, you know, you can only hunt rabbits with a 20-gauge. You can't hunt them with a 12-gauge because it's just too much, and you, you, you just blow them to smithereens. Well, that's, that is just such an ignorant thing to say. I mean, I, can't, I cannot for the life of me understand how outdoor writers and YouTubers and other podcasters would ever say something like that because you can put whatever level shot you want in a 12 gauge. You can put low powered loads, you can put light loads, you can put all kind of stuff in there and uh, you can certainly hunt with the same power level that you would out of a 20 gauge with a 12 or even a 28 gauge with a 12. You just have to get the right ammo for it. And so, you know, if you're really, really concerned about doing too much damage or hunting them too close up, you can get low-powered, low-shot, handicapped trap loads. You know, they've got, I've seen shells out there with 7 eighths ounce of shot at 1050 feet per second. Whatever shot size you want, I mean, that's about as tame as you're going to get out of any shotgun. You know, unless you're... 
unless you were going out with like uh, a, a hand-loaded 410 just shooting a primer with five pellets. I mean, I don't know. What do you... You, you mean you're going to have a gun and it's going to shoot pellets or one big or a bullet and you're going to hit the thing. Uh, so I think sometimes people, you know, they they make rabbits seem like they are more fragile than they really are. All right. You, you're not going to automatically kill a rabbit just because you hit it with one pellet. You've got to hit it in the vitals. You've got to do enough damage to it. They are not that delicate little creatures that you need to be worried about overpowering them with a target load. All right, that's just not the case. Now, they make high-powered game loads. And you get a 12-gauge high-powered game load with one and a half ounces of shot traveling at 1,500 feet per second in a three and a half inch shell. And yeah, that's way too much for a rabbit. That's, that's crazy. There, there's just no, there's no need for anything like that. That's the kind of thing you're probably shooting at a coyote. All right. This is this is not rocket science. Any regular target load is going to do just fine. The kind of stuff you buy to shoot at target sporting clays. You're looking at somewhere around an ounce to an ounce and an eighth of shot. Probably right around 11 or 1200 feet per second. And you're probably going to want to use seven and a half or seven or six shot for rabbits. Those are the most common sizes. Some people might use five shot. Four shot is just overkill. There's no need for it. Anything bigger than that is just going to do too much damage. Could you shoot them with eight shot? Yeah, of course. I, I like seven and a half. Uh, I think is is better than eight. Seven, I think is probably ideal. Six is, is just as good. Gives you maybe a little bit more range. Um, a little bit more power, but you know, seven and a half target loads or seven target loads is probably exactly what you ought to be using. They're cheap, easy to get. No, they may not have a picture of a rabbit printed on the box because you, if you go to the sporting goods store and you're looking at target loads versus rabbit loads, you can study what the load is, is made of. What's it comprised of? And you can often find the same load with the same number of pellets, the same ounces of shot, the same shot size, the same velocity, same everything. But if you want a picture of a rabbit on the box, well, it's going to cost you 20% more to get those shells because that those are rabbit loads. And so don't fall for that. That's ridiculous. Just don't, don't fall for it. I'm not saying don't buy it because there's a picture of a rabbit on it. But compare what's in these shells to get the right thing. All right. This is, I could tell you guys stories about these kind of shenanigans in the, uh, the shotgun ammo marketing world for hours. But this all started, oh, I don't know, right around 1991 when the, the lead ban was passed for waterfowl hunting. And so, you know, people went to steal and steel was terrible and everybody started trying to figure out you know what do you do what do you shoot how do you get this to work so they worked on new wads they worked on trying to figure out what they could do to make the steel rounder and then eventually they just reached the point where there's nothing else they could do but increase the velocity so people just kept upping the velocity and upping it and making it faster and faster and faster and then 
marketing and advertising that, you know, theirs is so fast and it's so good and it's so this and it's so that. And at the end of the day, they're actually making it worse by making it faster after a point. But uh, here's the thing. Before all that, they didn't even have duck ammo. I mean, it pretty much didn't exist. People bought cases of target loads or so-called game loads, which were target loads, but with different sizes of shot. And you bought it by the case and it was plentiful and it was cheap and it just worked. Well, after people saw they were putting pictures of ducks on waterfowl ammo and up in the velocity and coming up with crazy marketing, they started doing it for everything else. Doves and turkeys and of course rabbits. And, um, you know, there was some need to come up with better ammo for turkeys. That's not entirely just a marketing ploy, although it is waist deep in marketing garbage. But when it comes to rabbits or doves or squirrels or anything else, it's just it's just marketing. All right. There's nothing going into those shells that's magical and worth the extra money. They're just getting you to pay more because they put a picture of a rabbit on the box. So if the rabbit ammo is the same price as the other ammo, well then great, that's what it ought to be. Um, you know, I'm not totally against marketing. It just it can make it easier for people by putting a picture of a rabbit on a box of target loads because then people that don't know any better realize, oh, okay, well that must be right for rabbits. And it is, and it's fine. But to charge significantly more is ludicrous. So just target loads are fine. Or if you want to get some so-called rabbit ammo, great. Number seven shot, seven and a half or six shot. That's probably all you need. If you're in a 12 gauge, two and three quarter inch shells, all you need. You want to use bigger payload or higher velocity or bump up to three inch shells, you know, to each his own. I think it's just unnecessary. Um, I don't think that the extra recoil and the extra cost and the extra damage you're going to do to rabbits at close and medium range is worth a little bit extra extended range that you might get. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And to be fair, okay, you're going out hunting. Chances are, if you're listening to this episode, you're relatively new, at least to rabbit hunting. You don't want to be thinking about, okay, I don't want to shoot unless it's a perfect shot because my ammo is so expensive. If you get a shot, you want to take that shot. And you don't want to have to worry about, you know, did I waste a couple extra shells today? You know, that's just, that, that takes the fun out of it. You know, with turkey hunting, you got super specialized, high quality ammo made out of tungsten, and you could be at $15 a trigger squeeze, but you are only going to pull that trigger one or two times a year. Whereas rabbits, you know, you might go through half a box of ammo trying to get your, get a limit of rabbits. And it's not because you're just shooting frivolously, you're just new and you're trying to figure it out and you're not really good at it. And you're having fun. 
and you're trying to hit these rabbits and that's part of the reason people hunt them is it's fun rabbits jumping around over there and you're trying to shoot the rabbit and you miss and then you shoot again and you miss and you shoot again and you miss and another one jumps out and you reload and you hit that one and take it home you feel like you really accomplished something because this isn't always automatically easy right and that's that's just the name of the game that's just what goes into it that's don't feel bad about missing you're gonna miss that's just the bottom line you are gonna miss and it's okay with more practice you'll get better and you'll miss less the more you hunt the better you'll get the more you practice the better you'll get and so you know but you don't want to sit there and go oh man i missed and i just blew four dollars a shell no that's ridiculous don't be using tungsten ammo or tungsten steel blend ammo or things like that whatever the cheapest simplest easiest loads that you can get use that now if you're in a place that where lead is banned all right your your options then are going to be steel or bismuth is probably what you're going to default to i am not a huge fan of steel shot for rabbits um or anything really for that matter but i feel better about shooting it at birds than rabbits that said it'll work you just have to up your shot by a couple pellet sizes you know if you were using number six shot of lead then you probably want to go to number four shot of steel and you're also going to lose a little bit of effective range and then you run into all the shenanigans that you have with duck hunting and people trying to up their you know more velocity and more payload and more power and more recoil and more cost trying to make up for lead you don't really need it you don't i mean pretty much any number four even number five no no number four i i wouldn't shoot rabbits with number five steel pretty much any number four steel is going to work fine um whatever you can get that that is not too expensive I would prefer to use bismuth if if I couldn't use lead. Bismuth is much closer. You can go after rabbits with number five bismuth or number four bismuth. Those would be the two that I would use. You know, if you're living in an area where you got small rabbits, I'd use number five. If you're hunting big jack rabbits out west, I'd use number four bismuth. But you don't need big payload. You know, one and a quarter ounce is plenty. You don't need any more than that one and three quarter max but one and a quarter is all you need velocity the lower the better because you don't want to it's just not needed you don't need that extra recoil you don't need the extra cost for more velocity and more payload but by and large on average you want to be using lead 20 gauge will work just fine 12 gauge will work just fine 28 gauge 16 gauge 410 sure if they're close enough pretty much any gun you have 22 long rifle 22 long 22 short um 17 hmrs maybe more than you need 22 magnum i think that's probably more than you need but if you're going to be taking long range shots then you know hey whatever that's fine if you have one shoot that of course you can always get 22 magnum ammo that's lower powered right and you can get low powered 22 magnum ammo which is going to be relatively similar to your 22 long rifle high powered ammo so you can you can fudge this a little in any direction depending on what gun you're using 
to get more or less power to do whatever you want it to do. What about handguns? Can or should you hunt rabbits with a handgun? Ah, I mean, if it's legal where you live and you want to try it, then sure. You know, 22 long rifle or 22 magnum, whatever. I mean, why not? It's not something I would probably do, but then again, I don't hunt in a place where I would do that. If you hunted out west and you got miles of sagebrush and you want to go out there and you're going to be shooting them at, you know, 20, 30 feet when you get a shot and you just want the challenge of it and, you know, you're practicing your pistol shooting skills or whatever, then hey, whatever whatever works for you, I think it's definitely easier for the new hunter and all hunters. But if you're new to this, I would stick to a, to a rifle or to a shotgun because you can aim better, you're more accurate, you're more likely to hit the target. And uh, if this is your first time or one of your first times going out for rabbits, it's going to be hard enough. You don't need to add a difficulty level to that, right? You don't need to go out with a, with a bow and a, you know, a long bow and try to hunt them with that. I mean, that's just totally, you, there, there's no reason. Now, if you've been hunting them for 20 years and you're a master at it and you're a crack shot and you want to add some difficulty by going to a pistol or a bow or something, well, hey, that's when you might do something like that. But if you're new to the sport, you don't need to add any handicap. Go ahead and use a shotgun or use a rifle. What do I recommend? It, it depends on your preference. It depends on where you're hunting. I mean, I think a shotgun is probably, you know, the, the, the simplest place to get started. But there's no reason not to use a 22 if you have one, right? If you have a 22 and you don't have a shotgun, you should use a 22 because that's what you have. Or if you have a shotgun and you don't have a 22, you should use a shotgun. That's exactly where you should start. Now, what happens after you shoot the rabbit? You want to think about that before you walk into the woods. All right, dressing and and prepping a rabbit to cook is not overly difficult or time consuming. You know, you don't need anywhere near the same amount of time or gumption that you do if you're dressing a deer or something large. Rabbit's easy to do, but jump online, watch a few YouTube videos, read a few articles. Don't just watch one and don't just read one because lots of people have different ways of doing it. You should digest a handful of different ways and then do whichever one fits best for you, whichever one you're the most comfortable with. You know, when I did an episode on how to field dress a deer, I shared six different techniques for field dressing a deer. And uh, not one of them is what I use. I, I'd use a combination of them because I've just pulled different pieces here and there. And that's what works best for me. But there's no right or wrong way. You just need to do what you're most comfortable doing. So, and then what do you do after you dress it? Well, how are you going to eat this rabbit? Are you going to roast it on a spit over a fire? Are you going to... Are you going to put it in the oven? Are you going to make a stew out of it? Think about that some. You don't need to necessarily build a binder of recipes. But think about it. Because when you bring that rabbit home and you dress it, what are you going to do? Are you going to freeze it? Are you going to prep it for something? You know, Have some idea in your mind of how you want to eat those the, that first catch of rabbits. And that way, once you get them home, you know what to do with them. You don't just throw them in the fridge and they sit there for a week and go bad because you hadn't thought about it and you got got busy. Think about it first. 
A lot of people waste game because they just never get around to thinking about what they're going to do with it. They just they wanted to get it and they got it and then they got busy and they never never moved to step two. You don't want that to be you. There's no reason you can't jump online and spend 15 minutes looking at recipes or watching a few videos or doing whatever, get some ideas and say, okay, I think I know what I'd want to do with them. Now, maybe it depends on how shot up they are. Maybe it depends on how big they are. Maybe, who knows? But, you know, have some idea so then you have the next step to take. You've got movement. You don't waste that animal. If you're going to freeze it, you freeze it immediately and have it be as fresh as it could possibly be. Now, the next thing you need to do is head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this video, or excuse me, for this podcast episode. Consider supporting the show on Patreon. If this episode has been helpful for you and lots of other episodes have been helpful for you, I would really appreciate it. Um, you know, the Patreon supporters help make the show possible. You know, there's a lot that go into this, particularly the videos, but a lot of time goes in to the prep and the research. And then you got the actual recording. Then you got the editing and the posting and the promoting and everything else. Um, and you got the equipment and all that stuff. And that's just for audio. Video takes like twice as much time. And so I'd really appreciate it if you'd think about becoming a partner on Patreon. Um, that's just, you know, a great way to, to help support the channel. And if, if you nothing else, please head to iTunes, leave a five-star review with a comment uh, for the show. It's the number one way in order to help reach more people through iTunes and, and through the algorithm. So definitely appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. <laughs>